straight to the B gate so you won't have to snake through the A concourse and avoid passengers and you can just kind of skip that whole mess. Good Wednesday morning and welcome back to The Daily Buzz. I'm Palak Jaiswal. First up on today's episode, city and county reporter Blake Apgar talks about how construction crews at the Salt Lake International Airport are trying to alleviate the long walk to the B-Gates and other airport congestion problems. So you know that long walk at the Salt Lake City Airport out to the B-Gates? That's going to get better but travelers will just have to give it a couple of years. Um, Construction crews are hard at work on what the airport is calling the central tunnel. Um, That is going to be located right outside of security. So you go through the security checkpoint and, you know, opens up into a plaza. There will be a bank of escalators down there. And that tunnel is going to connect straight to the B gate. So you won't have to snake through the A concourse and avoid passengers. And you can just kind of skip that whole mess. Uh, The airport wanted to show journalists around the tunnel because construction is now at the halfway point. So I had a chance to walk through it yesterday. Kind of looks like how you'd expect. It's like a massive, roughly like 1,200 foot long bunker at this point. Um, There's a huge art installation that's going to go in. That's not in yet. Uh, The moving walkways that are going to help people get through, those have not been fully assembled yet. And so right now it's just kind of like a concrete block. Uh, But when it opens in 2024, it's going to make trips to the airport a little bit easier. Um, And depending on where your gate is at, it'll cut down on travel times. But but probably most notably, noticeably, um, it's going to relieve congestion along the A concourse because you won't have so many people trying to squeeze through to get to that one tunnel that exists now. Uh, so it should make things a little bit easier um, before it's going to open up to the public. Crews have to build a new entryway on, on the B concourse. Um, and so once once the tunnel opens and you go up into that entryway, uh Long-time travelers in Salt Lake City will will see something familiar in the old Terrazzo map that used to sit in the old airport. Next, I catch up with State Watch reporter Jacob Scholl to discuss the national baby formula shortage and why Utah Senator Mike Lee thinks it will start to get better. Jacob, thanks so much for joining us today. Tell us about this bill that Senator Lee has proposed. Yeah, so um, it would be late last month uh, on actually July 21st. Uh, Senator Lee introduced a uh, a bill into the Senate that essentially would uh, suspend tariffs on baby formula for uh, the remainder of the year. Um, the bill was initially uh, introduced in the House by uh, Representative Earl Blumenauer of Oregon. Um, it passed with flying colors. There are only two, I believe there were only two um, nay votes against it. So all four of uh, Utah's House members voted to approve this bill. Um, but uh, that was, I believe, the 15th of July. And then on the 21st of July, um, uh, Senator Lee presented it to uh, the Senate, which it was uh, approved unanimously, um, because um, you know, as many people know, you know, it's getting it's it's been difficult to find baby formula um, just about anywhere you go. I you know personally know some people who have had to go through that, um, and essentially the uh, goal of this bill is really just to 
um, increase, I guess, you know, give uh, importers more of an incentive to send, you know, baby formula to the U.S. because they wouldn't have to, um, you know, wouldn't be taxed. You know, there wouldn't be additional tariffs on it. Um, and I believe uh, the Oregon representative, uh, Representative Blumenhauer, estimated that um, the, well, I want to say that impacted the price. I think it increased the price by 27%, the, uh, the tariffs. Um, yeah. So, you know, Lee introduced this bill. Uh, it passed with, uh, you know, like I said, passed unanimously in the Senate uh, and it was signed by president Joe Biden the same day. Um, and, uh, you know, just in talking with uh, Lee's office, you know, they were um, pretty happy that this went through and it sounds like uh, Senator Lee is going to be, um, at least, you know, he has an eye on uh, potentially introducing more legislation. Um, uh, let's see. He, uh, his office said, you know, said in a statement to me that, um, you know, further reforms to the special supplemental nutrition program for women and uh, women, infants and children, um, as well as uh, regulations from the FDA. Uh, they have their eyes on potentially uh, reforming um, you know, those two organizations to, in order to essentially increase the supply of formula. Um, cause I believe as of right now, around 2% of the baby formula that, um, you know, is sold in the United States is imported. Whereas about, uh, 98% of the, you know, formula consumed in the U S is made right here. Um, and the, uh, formula shortage is kind of the, uh, essentially the results of supply chain issues. Um, in February, one of the largest production facilities in the country, which is up in Michigan, uh, was closed for a time after uh, officials were concerned that the formula was contaminated. Uh, and that kind of, you know, kick-started the, uh, you know, supply shortages. So, uh, yeah, so essentially this bill is just uh, an effort on the federal level to give a greater incentive to um, importers to, you know, send their baby formula, uh, to the U S in order to be sold. Um, and, uh, uh, the Biden administration has also, you know, done, a, uh, you know, they've acted, uh, on this topic as well. Um, I think it was in May, uh, the president announced he was, uh, invoking the defense production act to essentially step up, uh, domestic production as much as possible. And, uh, the white house has also made efforts to, uh, essentially just speed up uh, the importing of formula. So, you know, this this bill, um, like I said, introduced by Senator Lee in the in the Senate, um, I th think that's, you know, just really playing along with us. And in your story, you also talk about market research from this firm called the IRI Worldwide. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the findings that that company found? Yeah, so uh, that it's a IRI Worldwide is a market research firm that um, you know tracks the inventory uh, in thousands of stores across the country, um, and this would have been in um, July. But they essentially found that uh, the amount of baby formula in stock uh, from June to July um, dropped slightly. So you know it's you, I know this was uh, you know baby formula shortage was something that made headlines everywhere. Uh, you know two, three months ago, but I mean, it's, it's still a, an ongoing issue. Um, and you take that, especially with, um, 
you know, according to the CDC, that Utah has one of the highest fertility rates in the country. Um, you know, that's, it's you know, no, uh, I guess it's, it shouldn't be surprising that Utah is uh, definitely one of the states that is um, getting hit the hardest uh, on this, uh, on the formula shortage. All right. You guys can read Jacob's full story now on sltrib.com. That's it for today. Tune back in tomorrow for the day's biggest headlines. Thank you to Danny Rubio for producing this episode, and a big shout out to the Salt Lake City band The Pelicans for our music. 